So the reason it's called the message game in the first place in that text game is because text is an action, but a message is much more than just that. A message is everything. I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my circle. Like, it's not the text game, it's the message game. And me as a marketer, I've always said from the beginning of when I started really studying marketing and going That's the thing. Oh, there we go. You mentioned marketing. You yeah. got it. Yeah. You Market. That is what I wrote. Messaging is marketing. Marketing. It's just so perfect. Text game is a stupid pickup artist term. Messaging is about marketing and writing. When we talk about message game, we're talking about marketing and writing. It's messaging. Texting is an action. Messaging is a marketing strategy. And the things that guys are figuring out about women and figuring out about dating, right? And then they're figuring out social circle, but they're not, they're really missing a technical piece from what I've seen, right? I don't know if this is something that you've noticed, right? But the words do matter. Yeah, the, the vibe matters, the mood matters, the social circle and status matters, but I'm a big proponent that the words matter as well. So you can, can you talk a little bit about why you focus on this text game so much? Well, first of all, you are correct. If you're not sure how effective it is, then explain to me how the fuck I got on the Just Pearly Things podcast, how I interviewed yeah. Ross Jeffries, how I interviewed slash worked with, did an event with almost everyone in RSD, and how I pulled off getting seven coaches on one call. Yo, what up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today we have on Ice White. Man, let, let's skip the bullshit. Ice White, a lot of people know you in the dating industry. Uh, you are author of The Message Game. And why don't you start us off with uh, just skipping the bullshit. Tell us about your best line, the message game. What's, what's your number one Tinder line that people are jacking from you, by the way? They're, they're <laughs> saying that it's their line on other videos. But uh, go ahead, man. Uh, Tell us you, about yourself. You, you got to show me those those videos because I, I have seen like a, a few, but it, it, it always is the case where there's some new sucker who's – it's weird because like – um, maybe one or two years ago, there was a guy who said he created uh, one of my lines. And I said, okay, when did you create it? He said something like 2021. I was like, motherfucker, it's my intellectual property in this book, which is from 2020. I did not go. fucking time travel and write a book about your fucking line when it's mine. It's Yeah, there are lots of dummies around. But anyway, um, seven. So Seven days ago, at this very moment, seven days ago, I was on uh, the Just Pertly Things YouTube channel on her podcast, right. and I, I gave her one of my lines. In fact, I gave her two of my lines, and I got this amazing clip. I did not expect any of that to happen. It's not scripted at all. Well, it was from my side because I've been doing it for so long, um, but it, it, you just got to see the video. It's like two minutes long, the clip, it's perfect. I asked her, and th this is my favorite line, the adventurous line. I said, let's skip all the bullshit. How adventurous are you? Because she right. wanted to do like a uh, pretend messaging scenario. And uh, that's that's what I gave her. She said, well, I rollerblade. And then um, I said, 
let's do it. What's your phone number? It, it really is as simple as that. But, you know, uh, her answer came in at the perfect time. So it turned out to be very swift in that way. But norm normally that's not what would happen. It would be a little bit longer than that. But the fact that she gave me the date idea immediately meant yeah. that I didn't really have much work to do. So it, it made it very easy. Yeah, man. So love it. Yeah. Like you mentioned, uh, you were on Pearly Things and you mentioned you started wanting to go on podcasts a little bit more. So thought I'd just invite you on this podcast. Um, and just so you know, just a tad bit about me, I guess. I have coached for Vegas Immersion, uh, a few Vegas Immersions, right? So I'm very familiar with like the history of the, the game and that type of thing. But when did you get really get into this dating stuff? Um, well, I was what I guess some guys would refer to as a natural, but I don't know. It's just a one of those terms, really. I never had a problem with having a girlfriend. So even back in high school, right? Um, I was although I, I was quite an exception because back then I was the kind of guy who would hang out with the nerds and with the cool kids. I was the one person who was everywhere. Um, yeah, but man. I was also You're like me. You're like me. There you go. <laughs> I was also one of the very few who actually had a girlfriend uh, at any stage. Uh, so, yeah, like in high school, things were pretty interesting because, for example, I was dating uh, the cousin of someone in one of my classes. So mm -hmm. that didn't go so well for him. So things yeah. things were okay. <laughs> Things were great compared to everyone else. In fact, I didn't even remember this until uh, someone was talking to me about it a few weeks ago. Um, back then, uh, like my final year or two in high school or something, um, I used to take two bags, one for school. Uh, on This is on Fridays. I used to take right. two bags on Fridays, one for school, one for the weekend. And on the weekend, I would stay at my girlfriend's place. And she was older than me by about two years. So she she was in right. college and everything. Um, and I would just stay there for the whole weekend. So everyone could see me coming in with these two bags in high school. And they were like, well, right, what right, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so everyone knew that kind of stuff about me. But um, yeah, you had your whole bag. You had your whole bag. Yeah. There you go. My yeah. whole bag and my whole bag. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was pretty well known at that time. But how I really got into game was maybe 2016 or something, maybe a bit before that. Someone was talking about this thing and he was telling a nerd about it and it was just going straight over his head and i was eavesdropping on the conversation i don't normally right. do that though i was just really close by and i just jumped into the conversation this guy gave me the book the game and then yeah. i read that for like and i don't even read books and here i am with my own uh so that's how much nice. things have changed i went from reading no books to reading one book and then writing my own uh but yeah it all started with someone just giving me the book because i heard them talking about it. right yeah man so a lot happened after that book got written and i know um you know you, you've had you i don't know if you have a podcast but you have all these videos on your youtube channel 
game global, right? So I've seen that you've interviewed people from RSD, you've interviewed like Ross Jeffries and like guys like that, right? So how did that YouTube channel start for you? Well, fun little fact, everything's escalating so quickly right now. Like last time I spoke to Ross Jeffries was one hour ago or less. Oh, he nice. Just okay. Sent me uh, a message. But um, the, the reason I'll, I'll go back to the history a little bit. So after reading the book, The Game, I obviously I was intrigued by the people who were in there. So I just Googled a few things. And I think just like pretty much most of the people Googled rsd and i had just found myself in the rsd circles uh where some people right. went to the mystery direction or the ross jeffries direction i went straight to the rsd direction uh <laughs> which nice. may, or, may or may not have been the right direction but there we go <laughs> uh, uh but uh, over time in those yeah it's crazy to think it was only like two and a half years or three years uh between the start and the finish of me discovering them and then pretty much finishing what they were doing in 2018 or something, uh, I became one of the leaders. Uh, I moved to a big city uh, in Europe and I became the leader for that city. And at the time, it was the biggest city in their entire network, uh, even bigger than New York, even bigger than Los Angeles, which was pretty crazy. Um, right. What city was that? London. London. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. For, for for me, I moved there for university and for work and stuff like that. Uh, and because I'm a small towny kind of guy, so it was like, Let, let's yeah. go crazy here. Um, but I was running the city. And because of that, it was like their main city to go to in Europe uh, for mm. events, for boot camps, for everything like that. Uh, so it, it was quite significant in, at that kind of time in those circles. Uh, so I hosted, um, in fact, first thing I did was I started working with RST Max uh, just on some design stuff, like making memes and images and stuff like that. And then Luke liked what I was doing and one other person. And I got shifted onto Luke's team as well at the same time. And right. then uh, at the end of that year, 2016, I started to host events in the city and we had Ozzy. Um, and then 2017, I started meeting and interviewing pretty much everyone else. So by then, I had either worked with or did a video with or done, done an event with Max, Luke, Ozzy, Madison, Jeffy, Derek, and Brandon Carter. He's not part of RSD, obviously. Right, um, right. Nick Co. I did a video interview with, but that never came out, and that really kind of hurt a little bit. Todd, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. RSD Papa, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm amazed, maybe missing a few other names, but pretty much every single person, apart from Julian and Owen. Right. So there's that. That's dope, man. So I think what you do is pretty interesting because you're coming from a messaging perspective, right? And I think one of the things that's being taught today, especially in social circle and a lot of the uh, the the old school space combined with the new red pill space and the things that guys are figuring out about women and figuring out about dating, right? 
they're figuring out their nature and then they're figuring out social circle, but they're not, they're really missing a technical piece from what I've seen, right? I don't know if this is something that you've noticed, right? But the words do matter. Yeah, the, the vibe matters, the mood matters, the social circle and status matters, but I'm a big proponent that the words matter as well. So you can, can you talk a little bit about why you focus on this text game so much? Well, first of all, you are correct. And um, interesting little thing. I, I'm working on the second edition right now, which explains this huge board behind me. And this goes across free walls. So that's how huge this project is. And I decided to, um, I mm. guess, reword a chapter. It's called, um, yeah, it used to be called Choosing Words. Now it's going to be called uh, Wording Messages. So the reason it's called the message game in the first place and that text game is because text is an action, but a message is much more than just that a message is everything uh, I, w- I, I wrote down an amazing quote last week about this um i'm not gonna have time to find it but the, the general message is that yes the wording does ma- uh, matter texting is just an action but a message just holds so much more and comes in so many different forms um so there, there are right. smarter ways to deal with it and if you're not sure how effective it is, then explain to me how the fuck I got on the Just Pearly Things podcast, how I yeah. interviewed Ross Jeffries, how I interviewed slash worked with, did an event with almost everyone in RSD, and how I pulled off getting seven coaches, well, that includes myself, so six others on one call. Um, just last week, six days ago, I haven't released a video yet, but that comes out in two days, seven coaches in one video. I don't think anyone has done that for nearly 10 years. Is that the one with, uh, where Alex from playing with fire is also on that? Yeah. And, I, and I think another coach, uh, in Vegas that I know, I think I saw him on that. Uh, on that. I got a Denton Fisher. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so nice, I'm, uh, I'm planning to do that like every two weeks now, but that, that was only like a fresh idea I had a few weeks ago. And I was like, fuck it, let's make it happen. Worst thing that happens is like two or three people show up, but I managed to get six. Right. <laughs> I, I went crazy with it. And I, I've been lining up the next one uh, today for next week. No. Yeah. And that's key. What, what you mentioned, right? Cause what you just mentioned was not about setting up a date. For you, that was about setting up a business opportunity, right? So if you're listening to this, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my circle. Like, it's not the text game, it's the message game. And me as a marketer, I've always said from the beginning of when I started really studying marketing and going That's the thing. Oh, there we go. You mentioned marketing. You got it. That is what I wrote. Messaging is marketing. Marketing. I was just about to put it up. Yeah, I'm going to give this this preview here. Give give us the preview, man. But here, here's my thought on marketing. Marketing is simply using communication to get us what we want. What do you want? Let's use communication to get there. That's marketing. Okay, here's here's the quote that I wrote down for Check this out. um this is gonna this is so perfect. Text game is a stupid pickup artist term. Messaging is about marketing and writing. When 
we talk about message game, we're talking about marketing and writing. It's messaging. Texting is an action. Messaging is a marketing strategy. Right. Exactly. And like, like we discussed here, I mean, the words matter in actually making that, you know, Zoom call, that meeting happen that you talked about. Messaging matters in actually going on a date with the the girls that you actually want, right? So, I mean, t tell us a little bit of, uh, more about this this messaging uh, game, your book, you know, whatever whatever's on your mind. What, why is it such an important thing from your perspective? Break that down for us a little bit more. Uh, from my perspective, why it's such an important thing is because most of you are fucking it up big time. You can't even fucking spell. You're illiterate. You can't fucking get what you want, whereas I can, and that's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> not not to be right. big-headed, but my, my head is big, but my nose is bigger. Um, the, the whole point of message game in a dating context is to meet. And I was just thinking today, um, I got a dedicated chapter to message game beyond dating. So that's related to like how I'm able to get huge podcasts and stuff like that and become friends with right. celebrities and stuff like that. Um, that one's been a while, but there you go. Uh, still relevant. Um, it, it, it's just ridiculous because I have been running the message game groups for more than five years, maybe six or seven years, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. And every single day, someone drops at, at least one person at the very worst drops a screenshot. Uh, I get to see these things. I've seen tens of thousands of these over the years. And uh, I I knew what the mistakes were years ago when I originally wrote the book and what was before the book, the mm -hmm. Google Docs version, five years ago. Um, ultimately, the purpose of messaging in the dating context is to meet. And a lot of people are trying way too hard on like, getting to know each other or coming up Dude, with a way line or flirting. Like, what the fuck is this? I was looking, um, we have turned this book into an AI product now, uh, just a few months ago uh, called oh, nice. AI. And I look at the competitors and these competitors have no experience in dating. Uh, most of them. And right. they, they have, some of them have their own app and they have like their fancy design and they have their custom thing where you get to tap a button, like use AI to generate a flirty message or a witty okay. message. Like, what the right. fuck are you doing? What matters is that you meet, not that you fucking entertain her from her bedroom when you're 10 miles away. That's not what the fuck. Right. The point is to actually uh -huh. make steps towards meeting. And that's such a huge miss. I, I am still yet to find someone who can actually um knock my book out of the water because it's very solid it was designed to be extremely practical with screenshots everywhere annotated mm -hmm. and if that wasn't enough there i invented this thing in the book called the situation index where you can point your finger at this uh part of the table and it says something like She's ignoring me, and it gives you every single page where that situation applies. So you have every like single a, yeah. reference 
in the book on that given situation. So it's designed to be extremely practical because that's how it should be. And there's so much advice out there on messaging that is way too vague, makes no fucking sense. And they're just using these buzz buzzwords like riz, flirty, witty. Like riz, what the fuck vibe. are you talking we about? Should vibe. Where are the results? This book has so many five-star reviews on Amazon, so many reviews on Amazon, and people actually attributing it to their success. But I don't see the same thing happening with anyone else's stuff right and i think the uh the females out there would agree with you ice white because i have a lot of female friends and when they show me their dms the dms they get both both uh (laughs) oh my god both their dms and then just things like their only fans messages and these these guys that are just acting so simpy right either that or they're just they're they're approaching they're approaching so wrong that my female friends are picking up their phone and like showing me and we're laughing together at Mm. at some random dude in her dms right so um what's let's let's give the audience some advice here what's the number one mistake you see guys making when they're messaging girls an attractive girl that they like what's the number one mistake they're making Number one mistake they're making right now as of like the last two years is signing up to her OnlyFans. So seriously, (laughs) let's go. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) What are you doing? Um, That's hilarious. Like, like, first of all, aren't you able to like, this is the thing, like last week on the Just Pearly Things, um, the pregame show, Next to me, uh, my wife was there, but next to her was the OnlyFans model. And at the end, where uh, Pearl was saying, like, uh, feel free to promote your stuff. And she was like, sign up to my OnlyFans. We're all like, no. <laughs> Even I bet Pearl a bunch of guys saying, did. I bet a don't bunch of guys sign did. up to that. Just get his book. And it, it was just fucking madness. Um, yeah. So I, I said, we said, like, option A. You could subscribe to her OnlyFans. Option B, read the fucking book and actually learn how to beat people because uh, here, here's the distinction. Messaging, everything you do on your messaging. screen is not real. Uh, me doing this podcast yeah. with you, this is great for content and YouTube, but it's not as good yeah. as it would be in person, but it's just what we have right. to deal with now. Um, but if if this was a date between me and you and you were a woman, it's not real. I actually need to meet you in person for us to understand Dude. how attracted we are to each other. So the, the ultimate yep. goal is that you need to meet. And there are just so many guys falling into different traps, like um, thinking it's about getting to know each other or a uh, classic one, entertainment, as in just like, complimenting her all the time uh liking her photos now there's there's nothing necessarily wrong with liking photos but i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because i i got a really heart eyes putting heart eyes under the photos putting heart eyes under the photos oh no hey hey guys if you didn't know the the guy hey the guy that's actually banging her is not liking the photo or putting heart eyes just just so you guys know yeah it's just so bad like uh, on instagram for some reason uh you can see all these random photos if you 
you see what you like effectively. That's how the Instagram algorithm works. And for some right. reason, this has nothing to do with me, but I, I could see a few feet photos. I'm not into that at all. But I was like, Instagram, what are you doing? Put that away. And I just go on there to look at the comments. I'm like, I'm, I'm so grossed out by feet. I'm like, this is disgusting. I wonder what people are saying. I'm hoping that someone's saying, Bleh. But I look at the comments and it's the exact opposite. It's like men saying, oh my God, your toes are so gorgeous. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Ah, oh, it, it's horrific. Right. There, there's so much validation out there on the internet. It's just pointless giving validation at all. Instead, right. what, what I prefer to do is being completely different. And that is a great way to separate yourself because if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're mm -hmm. not going to stand out. But if you stand That's out, you're awesome going to stand point. out. That is an awesome point. How do you stand out? How do you How stand, do you stand out? Okay, so for for commenting, don't comment. For Instagram stories, don't watch other people's stories. Make your own and they will I don't even have time to like look at who's looking at my stories. Um you th this is what I like uh, uh here here's something that's uh a bit of Michael Sartain's advice. Don't be, <laughs> Shout the out Michael Sartain. be the producer. So instead of consuming content, you should be producing it. Uh, that's what me and you do. We're making Amen. Uh, videos and yep. we can make use of that. And it, it effectively becomes a status symbol of some kind. And uh, you get to broadcast that out. But if you're um, just commenting emojis and just giving validation away so easily, um, I'm not referring to liking photos specifically. Right. You can do that in, in good ways uh, without it being a, a big deal. So, for example, uh, with myself, because my, my wife is into um, some kind of niche exercise, which involves fashion, I mm -hmm. like photos uh, for the sake of the algorithm. And then I get followers from that, but I don't follow them back. Uh, it's just right, me right. Mar marking yeah. my territory. Although it, it's not my territory, it just tells me that I have looked at this photo before and that I take inspiration from it. So I got a message a few days ago from an Instagram model. And uh, she's like, thanks for liking my photos. I, I liked like two of her photos. Yeah. Not not a hundred, by the way. That, that, that would be... She, she was trying to get you on her OnlyFans, man. Thanks for liking no. photos. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I said, oh, I just uh, do it for. Uh, I'm looking for inspiration for what my wife is doing. She's also Native American, so right, awesome. So th that's the thing. Um, that's me liking for a completely different and unexpected reason compared to everyone yeah. else. Um, and as right. for comments, I don't even bother commenting on anything unless it's like an inside joke or something right. like that. I, I'm adding a comment that is unique to our story. In, right. In and, and I usually, yeah, I usually don't comment either unless I know the person or yeah, there's some people that I know or we feel like we know each other, but we've never met in person. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Right. 
just because we may live in different countries. But that's so that's what's so cool about uh, social media and being the producer, not the consumer, is that now you're making these Instagram stories, you're showing your cool lifestyle, you're showing cool posts, right? And these people that you just met online, right, both high status men and attractive women, they're now getting to know you without actually ever meeting you until they visit where you live, right? Whether they come to Las Vegas or go to Miami or that type of thing, right? So that's what's amazing about being the producer, not the consumer. Now, what my question with you is, because I do not like dating sites at all, like Tinder, Bumble, in, in some environments, it's good. Like I remember in Silicon Valley, where no one really went out that much, like <laughs> it was good, right? Um, in other places around the US, like, oh my god, dude, like the most hideous swamp creatures are on dating apps and like the actual attractive girls they, they don't even mess with that at all either that or they're on twitter and bumble trying to sell their only fans to people that they match with right so my thing here in the united states has just been meeting people in real life even during the pandemic now what i want to ask you is is this messaging game your philosophy uh the way that your your communication philosophy right does that work in a real life situation? Um, well, first I'm going to address the dating apps thing. So, yeah, um, there, there are some people who are on dating apps because they're not desirable in other places. So they resort to that because they want to give that a go. And, uh, they, they will still get matches actually, uh, especially women, uh, who may be obese or something like that. Uh, while in other parts of their life, they don't get that kind of uh, chance or validation. So there's that. On the other side of the spectrum, uh, I have uh, requested statistics from Tinder just last week for the book, and they provided me with some a few days ago. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be included in the second edition. But what one thing that I remember them clarifying is that um, – the way Tinder works, specifically Tinder and at this moment, is um, matches or I, I know it's hard for people to believe sometimes, but matches mm -hmm. tend to be based on activity on both sides. So when you say hot women may not be so uh, available on dating apps, it's because they're spending their time on Instagram instead. Right. So the they're, number one they're... dating app in the world. The number one dating app in the world. It, it's not to say it's awesome. uh, impossible to find hot women on Tinder because it is possible. I have right. um, used Tinder with great results back in back in the days, but um, I even had a uh, mm -hmm. girlfriend who was a L'Oreal model, and she was on TV and everything magazines you name it uh and i got that using a super like so it it is possible okay, shout out to the super likes. dismissing it completely uh -huh. um maybe missing out because um it, it's how i met my wife for one nice. it's how i met uh previous partners many other people even um some people i haven't met in person but did yeah. kind of stay in contact yep. with 
And by the way, I, I have like met that. some great girls on Tinder and Bumble. I've met some great girls on Tinder and Bumble as well. I've just met better girls off the platform. That's all I'm saying. At least for me. I don't know. I just I just can't seem... I guess I got to work on my online dating game, man. Uh, I got to work on it. I'm not getting the swipes I want. It's kind <laughs> of like diversification. It's if you rely too much on one thing... Um, it's okay if it works. Like I was relying on Tinder quite a lot. I did also go out at night to clubs. So I was relying on two things that wasn't so bad. Uh, if something's yeah. working for you, stick to it. But uh, ultimately, if you're avoiding online dating, it's very easy to get into. And all you need is like, it is easy for me to say this. All you need is some good photos. But then again, I've seen <laughs> thousands of profiles of fucking garbage photos and they're like why why do i not have more than two matches i'm seeing this every week by the way i am not exaggerating why right. why do i only have two matches when i've been on the app i saw one a few days ago it was like i've been on the app for four years and i have uh like six matches i'm like fuck right uh he's right. like i don't get it why it's because you're wearing the same fucking thing in every photo and all of them are mirror selfies it's like do right. you not fucking see that shit no man yeah like i said actually one thing you mentioned i want to address it you mentioned that people might be avoiding online dating i think it's the other way around i think they're avoiding actually going out and talking to people in real life oh that, right definitely so yeah does your does your messaging philosophy communication philosophy um work in real life um, in terms of the structure, it doesn't have to be exact, like what yeah, you yeah. fucking like text, right? But so it, it's it's not about lines, and yes, there are lines in my book, which you are very effective. It's not about lines. It's not about lines. What is it about? I have seen people use my lines, and then after, like they use it in the wrong place. First of all, they use it after, and then they use, uh, or they use it as a backup, and then after that, they say something thing completely different so it makes no fucking sense uh it's not yeah. about the lines you actually need to fucking use your imagination and read the book so you understand how it actually work uh actually works but, um but in person um f for me i didn't really see it the same way it's just uh a matter of uh, like I was saying before, there's the virtual world and there's the physical world and they are completely different things. Uh, so you can fake your photos, fake your personality, fake all kinds of things on the screen, but you can't fake a goddamn thing in the real world, in the physical right. world because uh, of body language, um, emotions, all kinds of shit that I never knew existed uh years ago including emotions i didn't know anything <laughs> about that um yeah for for me i don't think there are that many similarities in terms of like what to say because uh the messaging itself is designed specifically to find the fastest way to meet whereas gotcha. you talking to someone sense. in front of you you're already meeting them right now so the the objective right. is different Right. So now you're building rapport, spiking emotions, right? All right. So my man, like you mentioned, you spent some time with the RSD folks, right? You you were 
you ha- you were on a call with Ross and Jeffries like an hour ago out here. Okay, I see you. Um, what do you think now? Now that's a totally different culture than what we're seeing in like the fresh and fit type red pill rage thing from from the internet perspective that's kind of going mainstream and going viral even the girls know about the red pill right um what what's your opinion on the red pill my man i i still don't even know what it is so I, i'm oh, not even fucking okay. around so i i interviewed uh Roald tomasi and in december and i asked him what the red pill is so he he gave me right. his version but i I'm still not that clear on. I asked him for a quick summary, and I think then I saw that clip. Like, yeah, like like a two hour lecture on it. I was like, and it was like because my time zone, uh, I it was uh, like four in the morning for me, so it just went straight over my head. I was so sleepy, and I was like, can we just move on? Yeah, you were like, you're like, let me get a quick what what it's a quick summary of the red pill, and he was like. Do you know what I do? I don't give quick summaries. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and then, and then that, Michael amazing, said, man. "Hold on to your dicks. You're getting. You're not going to go pee anytime soon." That's oh, right. That was hilarious. Hello, man. <laughs> yeah. So I I still don't really understand um like the the exact def. I couldn't word it myself. Basically, I'm still kind of sketchy on it, but I'm guessing that's pretty much who Andrew Tate. Uh, Justin Waller, uh, Roel Tomasi, and just purely Paul Davis are, um, yeah, and and that's good with me because those guys are very good at what they do. Um, Paul is very fascinating. Like she's a woman, first of all, so it, it's kind of unexpected for her to uh, kind of get into all this stuff. So it's very fascinating what she's doing. Um, but I, I, I was like the last person to know who Andrew Tate was, but then again, um, I run 310, what we call game cities, cities that are the equivalent of what the RST inner circles were years ago. Um, so it's, it's a network of guys who are into game and stuff like that. And I, saw a lot of names come up names i still don't know i i wouldn't have a face to a lot of these names and one of those names was tom terrero i did not know who that was until he died and uh andrew tate kept coming up so uh only a few months ago i actually uh found out who he was and like started watching a few things but that was like after he got banned from pretty much everything so the only videos i could watch were fresh and fit one fresh and fit were more guys that i never uh heard of or seen but i i saw their names come up quite a few times but i just didn't know what the Mm -hmm. fuck everyone was talking about that was like what a weird name for a podcast uh but there it's very i i was listening to it today so it's always on my list um yeah the ones i listen to are just pearly things as of quite recently fresh and fit for the last two months maybe uh justin waller um i i don't listen to Raul tomasi necessarily he's like way too nerdy for me 
Uh, although that that should be appealing to me, but I don't know. It's too too logical. I'm yeah. I don't know. From the red pill sense, yeah. There, there's a certain point in in the red pill. Like I know, you know, Destiny was uh, mentioning this, or maybe sneak. Maybe it was Sneeko that was mentioning. You know, they're done with the red pill because it's just a lot of the same thing. You realize what you realize about women's nature, and it's like a lot of these shows are just like over and over again, going over the same exact things, right? Um, body count status, you know. Those, so, someone told those. me about that. Yeah. Like um, there, there was a coach who told me quite recently that uh, he's not very into like the red pill stuff. Not that I really know what, what it right. is entirely because he said it's like a, a pendulum. It goes left, it goes right. So it, it's like the same thing over and over again. Um, but I, I see what you're saying. Because the, the formula for fresh and fit, at least, is obviously sit down <laughs> uh, with the other guy and have a bunch of, um, th- there's a bit of bias, I guess, uh, because they're, it's, they're in, Jerry Springer it's in Miami. It's, it's working for them. It's, they're Jerry Springer over there, though. It's in Miami, and they have these OnlyFans models. It's like, the, ca- the, why- the capital of, of OnlyFans is Miami. Yeah. yeah Miami yeah. is the capital of OnlyFans. That's, I've seen that recently. Like that that's the thing. All these podcasts are having OnlyFans models on there and trying to like get gotcha moments and stuff like that. Um yes, it's quite entertaining when it goes horribly wrong, I guess, but um uh, it it is interesting, but when can we have th- this is why I was leading towards the whole thing of why don't we just have a bunch of experts in one place and just talk about things comparatively uh discuss our opinions or views um and not even debate because debate has become a bit of a, a little bit of a buzzword for youtube it's like uh debate debate whatever um yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in like the drama thing um I'm just interested in having these discussions because the way I got to this multi-coach panel thing in the first place is I realized I was asking a lot of the individual uh, coaches and figures the same questions, uh, such as who's a coach you can recommend? Um, Does age matter? Does money matter? Does looks matter? Stuff like that. And as soon as I got seven in in the same uh, same event, same video, it became ver- yeah. it became immediately clear what everyone was agreeing about. So now I'm I haven't released the video yet. It comes out in two days, but mm-hmm. uh, what what I'm assuming will happen is that people begin to realize, okay, now we understand that this is the answer because every single one of them is very consistent with each other on that particular subject. And then with that, I can figure out what the more disagreeable ones are, the looser ones, and everyone can understand what the absolute truths are in terms of what every single coach uh, agrees upon. Uh, and right. I, It's still very new, but uh, it's not something that other people are doing because – 
Uh, maybe it's quite complicated to bring a lot of coaches together in one place, but that's the beauty of me being the king of message game because I can make these things happen. Nice. Um, whereas of these other podcasts are doing like, let's have a bunch of OnlyFans models on and just like talk about dating and stuff. Right. Well, they're, they're, you're right. They do have a formula, right? Um, having those types of discussions and trying to get those gotcha moments, they're really going for views, right? And it's worked for them. Like, it's just, it, it's fu- it's fucking worked, right? Regardless if they're uh, canceled and off of YouTube's monetization. If, if it works, not, they're not going to change making, it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still making money. So, and they can run their own type of game in the background. Like, just, just like uh any t- classic tv show right give one thing that people like to see and then do your own thing in the background but um no man i think there's a big distinction between a lot of the guys that are teaching dating and then a lot of the red pill mainstream stuff you see coming along that are trying to get these gotcha moments like dude i'm like i'm just like uh i don't know if you've seen asset access vegas with rollo tomasi and uh, yeah. Michael Sartain. I mean, dude, a lot of these OnlyFans models are my friends. Like, I love OnlyFans models. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on women at all. And that doesn't make me a simp, but that also doesn't make me a red pill rager, right? So I see a lot of these guys like just trying to shit on women. When really, I think even for yourself and me as well, right? What we are is red pill aware. We just know about it but we're not hardcore. We're like, our feelings aren't hurt and we're not getting mad and like bitching about women's nature. We're actually just doing something about it, right? So there's a huge distinction there. And I think too many guys, too many men out there are getting caught up in the red pill rage type of thing. And it's mm-hmm. creating this environment where they're mad at women or donating $100 to Fresh and Fit just to shit on someone, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right? So... um no, man. I think there's a big distinction there. Red pill. You should know women's nature. You should read Rolo Tomasi's book. Right. But that's just being red pill aware. That's not being like these red pill guys like with no no face on their YouTube account going making an anonymous comment. Right. So oh, yeah, the comments are ridiculous. But um, I, I guess if if there's one thing I would do to distinguish myself between uh, myself and th- these red pill podcasts and YouTubers and everything is practicality. So I have, and simplicity. So uh, it has been the theme in pretty much everything I have done. My, my book was designed to be extremely practical. So what can you do with these statistics of um, divorce rates, for example, uh, Pell was t- talking about, um, like 67, 68% divorce rate. And I, I was talking about this the next day to my panel of seven coaches. And one of them said uh, something like 70 or 80% of businesses fail within five years or something like that. There, right. there are different st- statistics. Um, and then he was saying, it doesn't mean you should not make business. It's like, otherwise there'll be no business. Take the risk. And I was like, you know what? That is interesting. And that that is why I love doing this new thing is only been one episode hasn't even been released yet. But these are the kind of conversations we're having because instead of it being, 
we're all doomed. Oh my God. Um, everyone's going to get divorced, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for me, it's kind of the opposite because I got married in one of the, I didn't even realize until a few weeks ago, one of Mm. the best countries on earth, top five to be married and to get married. And it is Peru. It has a divorce rate of zero point zero two percent no something like zero point zero zero two percent that's the thing and that that's what pearl Paul was asking me and i said i think it's because for one it's catholic it's conservative and if you just go there um the way family is is just completely different uh they got huge families i guess but the thing is, they're always having parties. They're hanging out with each other. Everyone's close to each other in some form. Right. Uh, they, and another distinction is like they support each other's businesses. A lot of them have their own businesses, big or small, uh, whether it's just like a pharmacy or a corner store or something like that. They don't give each other discounts. They just support each other. Yeah, And Amazing. that's the thing. It's like, in gringo culture, we have this thing where it's like if you have a family member who does a particular service, you expect a discount. It was I, I learned from going to Peru that is not how it should be. You should be supporting right. instead of going to the alternative, which is a billion dollar company, which doesn't need your money. Um, right. So family is hugely emphasized in Peru. And I think that's probably the biggest or one of the biggest reasons for um the divorce rate being the best on the planet one of the best on the planet top five bottom five if you count it as like the lowest divorce rate uh in terms of bottom um so uh, although i'm not peruvian so i don't know every i don't understand the government stuff that goes on or anything like that uh, either way, don't in any country, <laughs> that being said. Um, but that's that's the thing. It's just so completely different. Uh, so instead of um, kind of talking so much about statistics and tr- uh, cr- kind of grilling people for their own personal individual behaviors, perhaps we should find another way which is more practical. Whatever that right. may be, it, it sounds kind of vague, but uh, surely there is a more practical way and a, a better, better solution out there. It sounds healthier, yeah, because I agree. Some of these conversations are one-sided, and um, when you look deep into it, uh, things are pretty biased in some of these red pill conversations, right? So yeah, man, um, like I mentioned, you know, I'm very familiar with the space that you're in. A lot of my friends are dating coaches. Right. And I'm just always interested in what when you say you're a dating coach and women are looking at what you do, or maybe you're meeting some of your wife's friends, right? And she's telling them that you're a dating coach. What are the the most common misconceptions that you get from women when you reveal to them that you're a dating coach? Ah, okay, that's a very good question. Um I don't know. I kind of forget about these conversations, actually, because it, it it's more like um, he has a book and they're like, oh, it's a best-selling book. And then they, they just understand that. So um, nice. for for me, my, my label isn't so much dating 
coach. It's more best-selling offers. So that's the kind of uh, label that people see when they see me. Uh, whereas other dating coaches don't necessarily have their own books. And if they do, they might not be best-selling ones. Now, there are people who right. do, like Eric von Markovic, Mystery, uh, and people like that. But Yeah, I don't see a lot of books. The, the thing that gets mentioned first tends to be the fact that I uh, wrote a book or that I uh, do videos or interview people, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, so here's another thing. Um, I am. Some someone asked me a few days ago. Perhaps we could talk about the whole thing around what coaches are doing. So, for example, someone asked me a few days ago that someone told them that I paid to be on the Just Pearly Things podcast, and I sent like a 15 minute rant to this guy saying tell this person who told you that he's a fucking idiot uh, because number yeah. one there, there's no evidence of this claim you making a claim as if it's true and i know it's not true because i am the subject of that claim um and claiming it to being true is just stupid and first of all the fact that they tell you instead of ask me to verify the information or ask me for evidence is just uh, a, a pretty clear sign that they're just a snake basically right. so yeah. they're this it's is like the, rumors out here the whole red pill thing is like with the success of the videos I've been doing over the last few weeks or months, uh, ever since the Raul Tomasi interview, especially in the last few weeks, I have been getting comments on the videos every single day. Now it's like um, maybe one or two comments every hour. I don't know. I'm not going to put a number on it. But uh, it's at the point where the tab on my computer is open most of the time because there's always something happening uh, on the YouTube channel now. We we just got our right. biggest spike of views yesterday um, and the day before. It's We got our biggest spike two days ago ever. and then spiked ever. again ever, ever. Okay. We, we reached our peak two days ago and we reached a new peak yesterday. So uh, maybe it's going to go down today, but and you think, whatever. You're we'll thinking see. that's because of uh, going on the Pearly Things podcast? Uh, not necessarily because I only released one video and one short so far, and um, I uploaded two shorts that day on Wednesday, and uh, the one that got the most views was the Ross Jeffries one. So a lot of this right. spike is coming from the Ross Jeffries content, actually. Um, but it's just also a matter of the fact that. I'm uploading more, more things than ever before. Uh, just like uh, 4% more than I did a few weeks ago. So it hasn't changed that much. But compared to before, I was doing like free videos a year or some, something ridiculously low. So I, I kicked right. myself in the ass. But anyway, the, the thing I really wanted to kind of discuss is like now I'm getting a lot of comments. And um, not just on my own videos, but I see comments in other people's videos too. You were saying about fresh and fit 
um, viewers sending like hundred dollars super chats and they write their own crazy messages. A lot of these comments are genuinely toxic, negative. It's like, I look at these and of course, most of them or probably all of them don't even have uh, one subscriber or a photo or anything like that or a name. Uh, right. It's like, if, if someone... If you said this in person, you would probably get punched in the face. So it's like, why would you? It's just, uh, it's something I don't understand because um, I'm a very intelligent person. And when I see someone say something stupid, I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. It, it, it's a daily occurrence for me because I'm so used to it. Uh, or actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm still not used to it. But there we go. Um, hey, shout, out, shout out to the haters. Shout out to the haters. There are just so many people who are really hating on these random things or they completely misunderstand what's being said or they can't even read or they get even the basics Dude. wrong. It's like, man, oh my God. just listen to it again or, uh, you know, just don't be such a hater because if you're making these comments in the first place, I, I can't even tell you examples because it's just not even in my own reality of my right. mind that I would even say something like that ever, whatever that may be. I just can't tell you what it could be because I'm not as stupid as <laughs> the kind of person I, who does say that. Dude, I get it. I mean, I've seen these people on, you know, these, these um, either red pill podcasts or like in the comments of like Michael Sartain. And it's like the things that they're saying, they don't understand what's actually being said. Like they don't understand what's going on. And you're looking at these comments like, did this dude just fucking comprehend this video? Like, does he know what's actually going on here? Cause he's making up his own shit in the comments. So yeah, man, I totally understand what you're saying. Or, and like uh, with the just pearly things video last week, um, like, so many of the comments are about the OnlyFans go, of course. There, there, there are some funny ones. I, I give you that. Yeah. Those aren't a problem. It's like this. We just spent one and a half uh -uh. hours of this episode giving the OnlyFans go an intervention. It's like, you know what? That does make sense. It, it was really like that. Um, so that, that that's okay. No problem. But then there are guys who are like, uh, she, yes, like, like he, they really hate on this woman and me being there on the same sofa as her. I'm not the kind of person to disrespect her in front of thousands of people or right. even to her face. She has made her own choices. She's human. Uh, would I want to marry her personally or be in a relationship with her personally? Not for me. Um, hey, we love um, the OnlyFans girls. We love the OnlyFans girls. We love them. <laughs> Not we won't pay for them. So we much won't pay for them. They're our friends. They're they're our friends. They're our friends. Exactly. You just got to realize. Like, uh, I also had people comment that, uh, oh my god, just pearly things is a grifter and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't even know what this refers to. I'm just not I, really. People are using not that, that term grifter totally wrong they don't even know what the word grifter means what they really mean yeah but i know what they my, mean they mean like culture vulture that's what they mean but my thing even, is like even then it, it doesn't matter exactly what someone's opinions are um like 
she she's, she's been saying she's doing the like, work. She's she's doing the work. You're not. You're in the comments, people right? People are hating on her, and the people who are hating on her are not more successful than she is. Uh, Back to at, being at the, the same time, the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, consuming this content and then just being completely negative about it, like. Don't you have better things to do with your life? I don't even have time for this shit. So yeah, thanks for commenting. What, what does thanks that for commenting. say? Boost the algorithm, <laughs> right? <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's all fun and games but, sometimes. Um, but when it comes to like um, having a woman on the sofa who does OnlyFans, she has made her own decisions. Uh, yes, she uh, might not be able to name three countries. Uh, she might make herself look stupid. Um, we have still love have you we ever love met people before? Like, you can still get on with someone and, and not make them your enemy just because you disagree with them on one or two things that have nothing to do with you. Right, right. I think people are super upset, right? Like, what does the rest of an OnlyFans girl's life have to do anything with you, right? Especially if you're not dating her. I don't... Something's happening to my... Oh, my God. Now, the funny thing is, is like, some of the same people who comment this shit in the first place are the same people who subscribe on OnlyFans to the the people they're hating on. There's a lot of hypocrisy. But at at the end of the day... it, it's a human thing. Uh, people are just fighting over these random things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I was yeah. going to say something, but I can't really say it because no uh, that there. What? What? No, I, can say okay, it. Here, can say it. Fuck here's it. fuck it. Say it. Here's me saying it without saying it, but saying it. So here we go. Um, from my experience, when these OnlyFans models whatever you call them creators that that that's the funny thing they say creators now it's like oh you you create art uh (laughs) that's not art um from experience these girls who go on the podcast they say things they they claim to be single or they claim to be in a relationship whichever case it is and that they're yeah. only fans. The only fans part is true, but they are making up other aspects. So um, I have gone on to a few of these things where it's like uh, after the show, it's clarified to me that the story is a bit different. Right. Okay. <laughs> so then you're like, okay, so the entire episode you were just talking about something completely different. And here, here's the thing, because the the comments are trying to roast the OnlyFans models for things they said. But then after the, the show, they clarify to me that it's not true. Something else is the case. So now none of these comments matter. And the fact that right. she's being smug in the first place is because she knows it's not true. And those comments don't mean anything because the story is actually different. Marketing. Interesting, man. Interesting. That's some, something to think about. Um, no, man, before we uh, go here, 
is there any, you know, last piece of just general advice you'd like, you'd like to give anyone out there, men or women, your choice? What do you want to leave the people with? Um, don't lead with hate. Just if you're, if you're going to comment something, comment something uh, positive. What have you learned? You need to focus on uh, the good things that are happening. And the, the ultimate message I gave last week on Paul's show was that uh, th- there are bigger problems you could have. And there are people complaining about being single. And meanwhile, they're, they're not working on themselves. So here, here's a classic one. I can't lose mm-hmm. weight. Yes, you fucking can. What have you done so far? Oh, I went on a diet for a week. A week, it takes at least six weeks for a your week. fucking body to adapt to any kind of change in your diet. So are you actually trying? Because there are so many people who are complaining about shit. And they say they have done like one or two things, but they were given like a different story kind of like i was talking about and they're not really trying meanwhile there are some people my wife has uh, brain cancer there are people who are actually dealing with some real chaotic things and i went on to that show with my wife whereas other dating coaches don't go on to these things with their girlfriend or wife michael sartain has but i can't think of anyone else shout out michael sartain yeah i can't think of anyone else either but because it's like you went on with your wife maybe maybe she's gonna say something bad about the relationship or something like that i went on there knowing that she has cancer we are at our weakest but i also went on there knowing that in the future there is nothing that could ever bring us down because there is nothing harder than cancer and anyone who complains to me that it's so hard to meet women so hard to have a relationship shut the fuck up because it's not harder than cancer it is not harder than brain cancer it is not harder than having a hole in your fucking brain so whatever you're complaining about think about it from my perspective where i have persisted through a lot of things no i'm persisting through this it's not even me i'm not the one with the problem my wife is but it it um the whole family's affected because we have a daughter yeah. we have our relationship our marriage and everything like that so don't ever come to me saying oh my god marriage is such a scam or i never want to have babies and then okay show me your life 20 years from now what's going to happen oh yeah you changed your mind okay don't say these things that you don't mean and don't make complaints you actually need to fucking do something with your life because some people don't have the chance that you have they don't have the weight dragging uh you don't have the weight dragging you down you might have financial difficulties you might be broke but it's easier to make money than it is to get rid of brain cancer so think about that you you need to make money okay it's not going to happen overnight but it's easier than cancer so you have no fucking excuses love it man stop making fucking excuses out there there you go it's a dark thing but i have to fucking hammer it in Right, for sure, man. Um, where can they find you, my man? Um, Instagram, Ice White Official. I'm very easy to find. It's just my name and then official after it. Uh, apart from Facebook, which is Ice White Personal. 
And Telegram, Ice White Official, that's the app I use the most, actually, because that's where my network groups are. And the YouTube channel is Game Global. Nice. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, this, this was a lot of fun. You're very good at this. I really like this stuff. Thanks. Appreciate it, my man. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye.